0: Friend Show What's up my Bloggy Friends, Famous Ashley Grant here and I just want to welcome you to the Bloggy Friends Show. We're so excited to have you join us on this journey of sharing our knowledge and experiences with you. Whether you're a blogger, a content creator, or just someone who's interested in learning more about the digital world, we've got something for you. So grab your notebook and a pen to take some notes, or just sit back and take in all the amazing information and ideas we're about to share with you. Let's get into it. So Justin, welcome to the show. I am so excited you could be here. Like I told you before we hit record, I'm kind of fangirling a little bit. So <laughs> can you do us a favor and tell us what it is you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for having me on. First of all, yeah, Justin Popovich. I'm from a website called toolsformotivation.com. So you might hear these kind of products that we sell referred to as private label rights or PLR. It's essentially just licensed content. So we make products in the self-improvement, self-help space that uh, other business owners, bloggers, authors, whoever can uh, purchase a license and then basically treat it like they created it themselves. So it's really cool because somebody else is, like our team has already done all the heavy lifting for you. you've got a digital product or you've got content that you can share on social media or in blogs. Uh, and you haven't had to write it from scratch, but you also have the permission to change it, edit it, customize it. So it does sound like you, uh, but it just it saves you an incredible amount of time and a lot of frustration because when you sit down to write content on a blank page, it's a lot harder. And so we give people a, a kind of a head start. Uh, but you can also just take our stuff and publish it right as is. It's completely up to you how you want to go, go ahead with it with your brand. That's what we've been doing here at Tools Motivation for about 10 years. Uh, we actually had another private label rights business before that as well. So my business partner, Ted Payne and myself have been at this for quite some time and, uh, we just keep evolving and growing with it and have a lot of fun. And it seems to be something that people really like using. So we're still doing it as long as, uh, as long as people see value.
0: Now I'm curious, what on earth made you suddenly decide we're going to start selling white label content?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, like a lot of people, uh, I was an entrepreneur doing services based, uh, revenue generation. So we were building websites for people at the time, doing a lot of tech kind of work. It was kind of a, a, a weird backstory. I was actually in the corporate world way back in the day and in, in 2000 from 2000 to 2008. I was a corporate guy and I worked at IBM and I did a lot of just corporate stuff and I just really couldn't stand it. I didn't like the feeling of being in a big company. I didn't like feeling like I was a number. I didn't like that. I wasn't in control of my schedule. And so I really got into just my own mindset and kind of realizing what got me here. And And I kind of really started investigating the 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 philosophy of success and how people set their assumptions and beliefs and all the, those kind of things. A lot of the self-help books, the classical stuff. And once I got into it, I realized I really like this. I, I'd love to be able to do this kind of stuff and share these messages with other people as a business. So I originally got into um, entrepreneurship to be a coach and a speaker and couldn't really get that many clients, but built up a great website. So, and we ranked really high on Google and all this stuff. So people started hiring us, asking us to build websites for them. Uh, and so we did that for a couple of years because that was the only way I was making money as an entrepreneur. And I got really tired of it. So uh, one day... I was on this marketing forum uh and and I saw that people were selling their own content, but with a license attached to it. And I thought I could do that. So I literally just went to a coffee shop one morning when I was in between client work and wrote a book, a, a mini ebook on how to get out of your comfort zone, because it's something I'd been doing for two years as an entrepreneur and, and decided instead of just selling it as an ebook, I'd sell it as a licensed piece of content. And it worked. I started making these $17 sales. Same day, not a ton of money, a few hundred bucks, but it made it gave me that belief like, oh, I can actually make money selling a digital product that I spent the time creating once, but kept making money over and over and over again. So I had a little sale that ended, made a few hundred bucks, but then I kept using that product in other projects and I, and I made thousands of dollars off of that one unit of work about three hours that morning. And it blew my mind. So I was like, I want to do more of this. And we just kept offering similar kind of products to that same audience. It kept selling and it eventually grew into a membership site. Then it grew into a brand. And here we are many years later and we just kept evolving it. So it's like a lot of digital businesses start with one little idea where something just worked a bit. And we just kept going at it, innovating and getting better and better and better. And yeah, here we are today.
0: Okay. So you said that um, one of the reasons that it was... um like self-help stuff is because you were wanting to be a, a speaker and a coach. So do you think the fact that you guys have down in the PLR business has been beneficial to you or does it kind of hold you back a little bit from making more money?
1: Great question. No, it definitely helped out a lot in the sense that it gave us uh it gave us a very clear talking point to our perfect customers, right? So if you, and that's another good lesson in business in general, if you try to spread yourself too thin and have too many messages and too wide of an audience, you're not really speaking to anybody. And, and so, uh, and that's what we originally did in our first plr company was we were just creating whatever our customers asked for so do something on anti-aging do something on home workouts and do all these so we did it we were hiring content creators to do it but then we would only sell little pockets of of licenses because there was only so many people that wanted each one and we found when we we laser focused on self-help was which is the niche we called it at the time you can there's a number of different names for it was there was a huge audience. So that was important. It was still a big enough market that we could niche down into the self-help space. Um, and, and so it just gave us a clear, mes- uh, basically message to market. And it gave us a consistent audience that kept coming back because they need a lot of content in that space. So I think the, to, to answer your question in kind of a longer-winded way is that I, it did help us because we picked a niche that did have A market and had a lot of people in it and there was money being made and we didn't niche it down too much to kind of rule out being able to scale a business so i think there's a a fine line there i don't think you want to niche it down too much because then you'd only you maybe only have 100 people in the world that want this thing but then again if you go too far the other way you'll you'll be speaking to too many people so you have to find that kind of careful balance i think if you you if you you can't really go wrong in the self-help or wellness or finance worlds business those kind of things seem to sell and as long as you be able, you can create a brand in those. You should do fine.
0: Well, one of the things that fascinates me about um, y'all's like marketplace is it's not just blog posts, it's not just eBooks. You also have courses, you have podcasts, you have videos. So tell yep. me a little bit about that and how you kind of expanded to more than just, I guess, the written word.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. like anything else, we kind of evolved. It started off as we were just creating blog posts and mini eBooks and little reports. So people could use either as, you know, think something they could sell or something they could use as a lead magnet to build their list or something like that. And then, uh, like any good company, we talked to our customers a lot. You know, we sent direct emails to people. We did, we did follow-up campaigns, literally thanking people for buying our product. It was one-to-one conversations. And, in those conversations, there was a lot of themes coming out. Oh, do you have something to help me build up my Twitter profile? Do you have something to help me get my LinkedIn profile uh, going? Or do you have anything to help me either brainstorm or publish to YouTube or do audio or whatever? And all, as these questions came in and it became more and more co- uh, common, we just started thinking, well, yeah, we could totally do that. Would you be willing to pay a premium for those kind of things? And more people that said yes, we just took it as an indication to do it. So um Yeah. Yeah. So now we're doing, we do audios, we do video, do a lot of graphics related content, makes it very easy to share on, you know, Instagram, Pinterest, those kinds of things. Uh, but it all, yeah, it all basically all came down to what the, the audience, what the customers wanted and then what made sense for their marketing. Now for digital marketers, anybody selling online, there's basically three buckets, right? You're, you're either publishing things that are, that you're going to monetize. So sellable content, lead generation content to build your list or your influence. And then traffic in general, content just to just get the word out there that you exist and that you have good things to share and that you have a website that people should visit and all that good stuff. So those three buckets need lots of content poured into them all the time if you want to do really well in an online business. So we just started innovating and figuring out as many as we could build in each one of those three buckets. So that's how our platform sort of evolved.
0: Okay. Well, so... Basically, I started researching PLR a while back because I was writing an article for GoDaddy about using PLR to kind of make more money from the blog content you're already creating. Now, um, one of the pushbacks that I I kept getting from people whenever I was trying to discuss it as a a plausible thing to use for a blog is they're like, okay, well, that means I'm going to have the same content as everybody else. So what do you say to those people who are scared to buy it for that reason?
1: It, uh, it's a great point. It, it really uh, comes down to the target of your content publishing. Where is this going to go? So if you if your goal is to create a blog post for your brand that will be ranked highly high in the search engines and get you all kinds of clicks organically, uh, then you need to have a fairly unique piece of content because search engines these days are very advanced and they can see if this piece of content has been published in a hundred other places, it may not give you the search engine juice that you want. It still may rank because there isn't a rule against duplicate content, so to speak. I'm not a search engine optimization expert, but uh, I think, again, it comes down to what is your goal. So if your goal is to just get somebody to join your list by giving them a really cool gift, I'd like you to sign up for my list today. I'm going to send you my four-part mini course on whatever. Well, that mini course, you don't have to write it from scratch. You could use a, a piece of PLR content where it's already been written for you and maybe just take five, 10 minutes to inject a little creativity or a little bit of your own voice at the beginning, at the end, so that people, your readers, or whoever can see that it's coming from you, that whole middle section can just be generic lessons that come from a piece of private label rights content. As long as what's being shared in there resonates with you and what you want to share with the world, do you think people are really going to remember, oh, I read this passage in another book on another website four years ago? It just doesn't happen, right? That These kind of things don't happen. i I've read thousands of books. You, they could have had identical chapters in them. I wouldn't have recalled that. So it's very often an unfounded worry that really has no basis in reality. But again, it comes down to your intentions. So yeah, if you are trying to rank on Google with all like 100 different blog posts, then yeah, you're going to want to tear that piece of PLR article down, break it into sections, add some of your own voice into it or your messages into it so that in the end, it is a unique piece of content nowadays, we've got all these AI tools out there that can do uh, a friend of mine just re- released a rewriting tool based on AI. So you could plug in a PLR article and it'll literally rewrite it, same concept, different output. Uh, and that guarantees that it's unique. So uh, again, it comes down to how you want to use it. Nine times out of 10, you could use it out of box and it would be perfectly acceptable and nobody would have a clue that you're doing it. Again, make sure that it resonates with you, your voice, and the message that you want to put out there. But most of the PLR, if it's good quality, probably will. A lot of these lessons are, you know, universal life lessons, right? If you're talking about confidence or how to build your self-esteem or leadership principles, what we put in our product is probably going to be similar to what you would put in yours if you wrote it from scratch. You just made to make, make a few tweaks.
0: That, that's such a good point. And, and the reality is, you know, there are 80 million plus WordPress blogs alone. Yeah. So what are the odds that, you know, if you purchase this particular product that you're going to be competing with someone else that is like in your niche?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the odds are low. <laughs> yes. yes.
0: And one of the things that I found kind of fascinating, you mentioned duplicate content. And that's that's been like a, a buzzword that, that freaks people out. But in the research I've done, the big thing that I have found is that duplicate content was really written um, as like a, a thing to be concerned about if you were putting it on your own website multiple times. Because, you know, in the black hat SEO days when people were doing things they weren't supposed to be doing, they were putting the same content over and over again on their own websites. Yeah. So if you're, if you're creating content with PLR, I, I don't see, I don't see how it could really hurt you.
1: No, absolutely. And, and you, you can, you can test it quite easily. If you go, if you run a search for any kind of popular news story, a lot of these like news websites will just syndicate an article from a source like, like AP or Reuters or whatever, but they're literally just, syndicating that article on their blog and it ranks so you can see with your own eyes proof that duplicate content doesn't hurt search engine rankings at least for some websites so uh i don't really worry about that kind of thing if i kind of just focus on does this message that i'm putting out whether it's publicly whether it's behind a paywall whether it's privately to my email list does it reflect the kind of message that i want to share with my audience and does it reflect our brand in general? And then if it does, I'll put it out there as long as they're inherent value for the reader.
0: So would you say the big thing is to make sure that your brand overall is, is what's being put out there and just use the PLR to kind of help enhance
1: it? A- absolutely. You still have to have a brand. You still have to have a unique message or a unique product or something that you're bringing to the world. You are the unique thing. It doesn't have to be your personal brand, but you know, your creativity, your teamed work that goes into whatever product or service you're creating here, that has to be there. The PLR is just helping you get your, your messages out there more quickly in a, in a more creative, unique way. Uh, and, and really get, for a lot of people just overcome, it helps them overcome the writer's block or the worry that goes into what the heck am I going to write today? Well, don't start with a blank piece of paper. Start with a word doc that already has an article. And if you like what the article says, roll with it you disagree with one of the points, pull it out, rewrite that one point, but you've just saved yourself still probably 90% of the work time. And now you're pumping out 10 times more content than your competitor. So I'd roll with that because content is king. That's not going away. So the more content you can put out, the better.
0: Wait, so you mean I can't just buy everything that you posted and and just post it myself? <laughs> I mean,
1: you could. It's technically, it's not against the rules, but I would definitely, uh, I would definitely add a little bit of your flair to it. Make sure that your, your crew know that it's you.
0: Yes, that way, if you actually want to build a brand that people can know, like, and trust, exactly, it won't just be regurgitated.
1: Exactly, exactly, right.
0: Well, I kind of want to switch gears for just a second because you know you've mentioned AI, and and we've been we've kind of been talking in the in the background. Uh, my my husband and I, he's my uh, partner. Uh, we've been talking about blogging and how things are shifting and changing. So people are starting to look for ways that they can earn more income and kind of bust that income gap that or not income gap, but that income ceiling. Um, of trading dollars for hours. So let's say I'm a blogger and I'm producing all kinds of content on my own. Can I sell my own PLR, my own white label uh, content?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there, there, there's really no stopping anyone from getting into this space or into this market. Uh, in my experience, the best way to do it would be as long as you have some points of contact. So you and I are chatting right now. I'm connected to most of the PLR sellers. That's pretty much it. You just need to know somebody that's in that world and even then, if you don't, there's nothing stopping you from putting out a piece of, uh, or a package, basically saying, you know, here are 10 of my best pieces that I've written that's published in my works or in my blog or whatever. And I'm giving you a license to, you know, use it or publish it as your own. And then your license just stipulates whatever you want it to say. Your customers can do with that content, what you, um, specify in your license. So you could tell them you're not allowed to use this on your blog. You can only use it internally for your email list. Uh, to nurture that list and create engagement so if you send an email newsletter to your list that uses my written content that's fine but please don't publish it on my blog i'm just giving examples here so um yeah you could totally do something like that and you could totally make it run the way you want it to run so that you feel comfortable with it as well uh it's still i I mean plr is still a fairly unknown term private label rights in the grand scheme of things most people that i talk to in my day-to-day life have no clue what it is uh, online marketers tend to know, but even then, if they do know, there's only a handful of providers that they trust would even consider buying from. So I still think it's a, it's a market right for getting into. Uh, I'd certainly you know, endorse somebody getting into it if it's good quality and there's a market for it. I say go for it, yeah.
0: I completely agree. Um, whenever I was researching this a couple of years ago for that GoDaddy piece, uh, one of the big things that some of the PLR uh, providers that I spoke to said is the best way to get into it is to start being an affiliate First, for PLR mm-hmm. providers that already exist, would
1: you agree with that? Um, I don't know if that would be the only or the best way to do it. I think okay. if you had a really good piece of content or offer that you brought to the market, and you just were transparent, at least among the uh, other PLR sellers, if you wanted them to help sh- share it or promote it, because doing it with advertising or doing it without a list would be very hard. You would really need someone who has a name in that space to to at least a few people to recommend them over your product. But if it's a good product, I've had people come into and I've never heard of them before, and they say, "Hey, I'm entering. I've got this health package." I take a look; the content's really good. I consider promoting it if it's uh, you know if it makes sense for my list. So, um, getting started as an affiliate would certainly work. Uh, I would probably do it the other way around. I'd create a really good product and try to get in front of some PLR sellers with some influence and make it really super super appealing for them to promote it. You know, huge commissions. Uh, make sure you have a good funnel in place so they could earn a decent amount of money and make them look good to their list. So make sure the content's really well-written and well-supported. All those you know standard things that any business owner, if they're going to refer their hard-earned customers over to you, then they can feel confident in doing it. I would actually, yeah. So I would start the other way around. Now you've got a bit of influence in a list, then get into the, the affiliate side of things and then kind of keep doing both of those.
0: Now you have an affiliate program yourself. Would you say that that has helped you like reach more people or is it kind of, inhibiting how much income you can make. I'm very curious.
1: So, no, it definitely helps uh, all of our original traffic. So to give you a bit of history, when I, I talked about my original PLR company, that was called Best Quality PLR. We sold that business. I don't even think the website runs anymore. Uh, but at the time, we were publishing self-help content under that brand. Then we decided to create Tools Motivation as its own brand to just sell the PLR or the self-help PLR content. And we didn't really have a traffic source for this new website other than our list from that first business. But that list was fairly small at the time. It was a pretty small company. So how we built Tools for Motivation, how we got our first thousand orders, basically, was all through affiliates. Through people we had met at conferences and done business with over the years, telling them, hey, we're launching this new brand. We've got these new suite of products coming out. If you're interested, we offer really healthy commissions. In some cases, like 100% front-end commission because it was like a loss leader for us. Um, and so our top twenty or thirty referral partners were basically the reason we were able to build Tools Motivation at the at the beginning, before we had you know cash flow and with you know other ways to get traffic. So it's been huge for us, and we still run it to this day. We've put uh, many hundreds of affiliates through that affiliate program. They promote us all the time now.
0: That's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. and and like I said, you know, I, I'm a, a customer myself and the content you guys produce is pretty awesome. I mean, you can tell oh. a lot of work and energy goes into it. So do you ever find yourself getting stuck for what you're going to create or what kind of products you're going to put out next?
1: Good question. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's actually funny you asked. Today we're doing it. My business partner and I are doing a brainstorming session on basically going through. We get a lot of requests right now. We have, So we're at the point now where we have Fairly large customer base. So we're getting requests for content all the time. So we go through those requests and we also go through older products that we maybe need some updating as well, but to answer your question, yeah, it can get a bit tricky to come up with new angles and new slants on products, but, but at the same time, we've never run out of ideas in doing this for a decade now with eight new products coming out a month. That's a lot of content and i think the reason that we'll never run out of ideas is just every the, the world changes and topics and concepts change and new uh new leaders emerge new speakers and books come out and now like now it's like podcasts everywhere so there's podcasters that talk about certain things and you can even like they they come up with their own culture so you know uh, before you know when we first started you might just have a product on meditation well now meditation could be like five subtopics when you get into things like mindfulness and cold plunges and deep breathing and all these different things, they could be their own subtopics that have a whole product built around them now. So what we're finding is that as the self-help niche itself grows and expands, which it's just, it's exploding now with podcasts uh, and and courses and things like that, um, that we'd never really run out. We just get maybe a little bit more, uh, we can go deeper on subjects and we could create more products that go deep, really.
0: Okay. So I, I'm going to shift gears again on you. I'm, say I'm purchasing PLR. Mm-hmm. How can I tell what's crap PLR versus really good stuff?
1: <laughs> mm. it, it can be tough because, uh, you know, people are really good at creating fancy sales pages and really nice splashy graphics. And you can go to Fiverr and have a, uh, you know, for 15, 20 bucks, get a really cool sales video built uh, only to find out that after all of that, the product is a piece of junk. It's horribly written or whatever. So there really isn't any way to know other than testing it out. So if you're first getting into buying PLR, I would say, see if anybody else is already recommending them that you already trust. That's the easiest one. If you can't do that, let's say you come across something that looks great and you just don't know what their reputation is in the space. Nobody's heard of them. Can you purchase something on the lower end? Can you get onto their list for free and get some samples and just kind of see how they run their business? So, um, you know, how How do, even on a first glance, do they have a support page? What's their contact page look like? Who's behind the company? Do they hide? Do they have like a face and a name? Is there a CEO? Is there somebody that's willing to put their name out there? Do they have a phone number? Those kind of things are pretty good place to start before I would give anybody too much of my money, not just in the PLR space, but periods. So uh, am I, am I going to be taken care of as a customer? Is, is a good indication whether or not they've put the, if they put quality into that, they'll probably put some quality into their actual products as well. But usually you can get some kind of feel through cheap or free means by getting some samples and just seeing how that looks. And uh, if you get a few samples and it looks good, it's probably worth investing a little bit more into maybe a middle ticket product. And if that looks good, I think you're fine at that point.
0: That's awesome. So what would be your advice for taking the products that people are purchasing and and kind of repurposing them to make it more unique for their own brand? I know you have an awesome class that you often will uh, put out there to your email list teaching how to take a piece. But just kind of give me the Reader's Digest version for for our listeners.
1: Sure. So, again... Uh, similar to your question about duplicate content or the, uh, the, the confidence to publish, it really depends on what you're trying to do, right? So we, we earlier, we talked about the three buckets. I'll, re- I'll say them again. So you need content that's premium that you're going to sell or monetize. You need content that's going to help you grow your list or engage that list. And you need content that's going to drive traffic to your website or to your offers. So what, what is your current project or your initiative? Are you creating a product or a course that you intend to monetize? Maybe it's a coaching program or a mastermind group you're going to charge an annual fee for. Right. So let's take that example. Let's say it's a course. That's a big thing. A lot of people are trying to create courses around their knowledge and their skills and expertise. So what goes into a course? Well, usually it's, you know, three, four, five, six modules where you're going to go through top to bottom your topic, whatever it may be. And in, in each, each one of those modules, you're going to need lessons, maybe some handouts and check, checklists of things they need to be doing. Maybe there's breakouts that they do with students and they share their ideas. They, they're going to need a form to fill in for that. So there's all this kind of content you need to keep your students engaged in a if you're publishing a course. So if you're using PLR, uh let's say it is a four module course on uh let's go let's pick a, a common topic I see, you know, building self-esteem it could be as an entrepreneur, it could be as a middle-aged woman, middle-aged man, could be building self-esteem for teenagers and uh, you know, leaving leading high school entering university, something like that, right? All those all the principles and concepts and ideas behind developing self-esteem and confidence are pretty much going to be the same regardless of where you are in life, right? You're going to know, know who you are, uh, create habits that make you feel successful. There's going to be a lot of things, common lessons that go into developing confidence. So if you go to Tools for Motivation, we have several different products and packages that get into how to have a confident mindset, how to present yourself confidently. Uh, uh, we have a product on speaking with confidence. So it's, it gets into like, you know, speaking in boardrooms, speaking at the front of the room, speaking one-to-one like you and I are right now in a live stream or a podcast. Um, that may be four, five, six different PLR products that talk about confidence, self-esteem, and the mindset behind it from four or five, six different angles. Each one of those would have enough content to pull into a module. Again, you're still doing the work. You're the course creator. You're crafting this to look like a presentable piece of content that you sell, but you don't have to write it. All of those lessons, are already in that PLR product. You just pull that text out, or maybe there's worksheets that already have the tables and the fillable sections, and you're just putting your branding or your logo on it, and then you're plugging it into your course delivery platform, whether it's Teachable or whatever you're using, uh, and then you have your course built. So that would be a really good example if you want to go into like monetizing your content through a course, pulling pieces out of different PLR. There's only have to be from one vendor, right? You can find four, five, six different vendors that all have great stuff, and you're pulling, you know, uh, an ebook from Tools for Motivation. And I have a friend, uh, Sharon Sheldon, Content Sparks. Maybe you're pulling one of her uh, guidebooks. She has like these really cool, like, uh, like workbooks that people can actually fill out to learn the topic. So maybe you pull her content for that and you go to a third vendor for their graphics. And, and that's really cool because now you're like an artist. You've got like this, uh, this canvas and then the PLR becomes your paint and you're just kind of putting it all together.
0: Wow. I mean, that all sounds amazing, but you did mention Teachable. And I'm curious, have you ever had any issues with your clients not being able to to post their content into a course for like any rules that they may be violating?
1: Uh, We haven't had anybody come to us explicitly saying that. There are people that come and ask us, "What you know, am I allowed to take your, we have audio, for example. Can I take your audio and publish that to Audible? And my answer is always, well, you have to ask Audible because you go to their terms of service and read it but I've read it. Most of those sites say you're not allowed to use PLR. So if you're going to do that, you will need to make significant customizations so that the end product is unique work by you. You can still use the PLR, but again, you have to look at the platform that you're looking to distribute on and make sure that you're abiding by their terms of service. So you don't get your account closed or banned or paused or whatever. And most of them are fairly flexible, but at the same time, they, they won't, they, you know, they don't want you just taking PLR out of box and publishing it. So I think if you do enough work to make it unique, it's, it'll pass sort of that uniqueness test and you'll be fine. So from the teachable side of things, no, I haven't had anybody say, I tried to plug this in, you know, verbatim and it didn't work. I haven't had that happen yet. So.
0: Well, that's at least good news.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to tell people about either selling, creating, or buying PLR?
1: Uh, I think the biggest thing is just a, it's a recurring thing that I see both in our membership and even just customers that come to us and buy one offs, or even we have freebies we do every week as well. It, it's, it often comes down to, you got to use the stuff. Like the, we put out a lot of content, a lot of good ideas and people get all excited. You know, I'm going to create my first course this year. I'm going to finally launch my coaching program, or I have, a, I'm going to do my membership site because I really want that recurring revenue. And I, and I'm excited. For them. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, let me know how I can help or let us, you know, let me know if there's some training I can send you. And then I just don't see anything happening. You really, at PLR or otherwise, action is the key. And you can't really be in action if you don't have an offer out there. So yeah, you can do blogging and create short form content, log for content and do podcasting. And you can build your list and have cool emails that like engage your list and tell great stories and build a brand. But where are you sending them? What's your offer? Where's the buy button? Can I actually physically click on it and try to order it for you? That's the thing that I feel like a lot of people are maybe imposter syndrome or I don't know what it is. They're putting it off till the end. Put it first. What is your offer going to be? You need something that people can purchase from you in order to have an online business. Could be a digital download, could be a course, could be some service or um, specialty that you're offering one-to-one in like a coach coaching or a consulting fashion. Whatever it may be for you and whatever feels right to you at your current level of business, That offer needs to be out there for other people like myself to evaluate and go, that looks great. I'd buy it or I wouldn't buy it. Here's why you need a better headline. You need a sales video. You need your buy button doesn't stand out. You don't have a good enough guarantee, right? So if you're kind of stuck at that point, my final piece of advice would be work on your offer so that other people like Ashley or like myself could take a look and say, Hey, that looks cool. I'd love to share it. Or, uh, I know people that could use something like that, or I would never buy that. Here's why. And now you can change your approach. Until you get that, you're really, there isn't any point in doing any of the other stuff, the content marketing, all these different things, got to have some offers in place.
0: God, that sounds so good. Um, my my money mentor, Denise Stefield Thomas um, of the Lucky Bitch uh, Money Manifestation stuff, she always has this thing that she says that all roads lead to boot camp. That's her, that's her thing. That's her yeah. big offer that she sells is her boot camp. And so every bit of her um, offerings of everything that she's doing, whatever it is, whether it's a challenge or a blog post or whatever, all roads lead to boot camp. So it sounds like what you're saying is we need to figure out what our boot camp is, what our main offer is, and have that be the end of the funnel, and then take everything else we're creating and make it all go there.
1: Absolutely. And it's not, and for many people, it's not even, it's not even just the product or the offer. It's a, it's a mindset thing. They don't have the, they don't have the belief or they're afraid, or again, I talked about imposter syndrome or they're confused. So it's, it's very often an inner issue that needs to be resolved here is like why you don't have that offer out or Maybe you're worried about getting it right. Your first offer is probably not going to be the offer you roll with for years and years and years. So you need to have a couple of bad offers or offers that don't go amazing to know what you want to do. Uh, but until you do that, so I love that message, you know, all, all roads lead to boot camp. All roads need to lead to your first offer so that you can figure out where it is you're going to go next in the evolution of your business. So until you're at that point, I'd say put everything else aside, nail that down, and then you'll be rocking and rolling.
0: Well, it sounds like with you, it's all roads lead to your membership.
1: (laughs) Our membership or even just getting on our list so I can give you free stuff. And then eventually you'll probably want to buy something from us. And then we can talk at that point. (laughs) And
0: I can attest to it. Even your free stuff's amazing. Like, it's not like you put out just blah, blah, blah content. You put out really good stuff for the freebies.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we do. We definitely put it. We invest a lot of time, a lot of money into it. It's like I talked about earlier, it's an investment into the brand. It's uh, You can't cheap out at any level of your business from how you support people. How do they get in touch with you on your website? Like, our, we have an 800 number. We can text us. You can call us on the phone. Like, don't be shy. The more you are transparent and make people feel like real people when they buy from you, the, the better off you'll be. And, and again, once you get them into your ecosystem, they have lots of good offers that are good quality that, in, you know, improve the lives or the businesses of the people that are interacting with you and yeah, do that consistently for a long period of time. Can't go wrong.
0: Okay, well, there's one more question I have for you and if sure. I need to cut it out, I totally will because I'm just very curious and this could just be for my own knowledge. I'm curious if you outsource and I'm curious if, um, oh goodness, if you outsource then I had another one, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask that one first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the amount of, we put out eight PLR packages a month. Uh, we have three different styles of products. So four times a month, we're doing tips reports, Two times a month, we do content bundles, which is very much geared around blogging and public content. And then twice a month, we do what's called a full product, which has everything: ebook, audiobook, workbook, things you can sell. And so each one of those, just to give you an example, each one of those full product packages that come out twice a month uh, take you know several dozen man hours or woman hours or person hours. Uh, and many thousands of dollars in outsourcing costs. So, yeah, these are very, very in-depth products. Think about what it takes for you as a person to sit down and write a six, seven, eight thousand word ebook, then edit that, then rewrite it again, and then do all the graphics for it, then do a workbook for it, then record it in your own voice with high quality audio. It's, you know, it's many weeks of work from, for, for, for an app creator, right? So, so definitely outsource. Um, my business partner, Ted runs the whole side of the business in terms of content production. That's a full-time job for him. He just runs, uh, that whole team. And we have writers, editors, designers, voiceover actors, and he just runs that whole team. And on my side of the business, I do these kind of things. I get the word out about what we do. Uh, we run our, I run the sales team and all that. So we have many different people working for us to run this operation. It, uh, took many years to get here and, uh, I'd like to say the margins are huge. They're not because we do spend a lot of money on like you like you mentioned, like you said the quality was good. It's for a purpose. We you know, we hire good quality workers to put the the work in. But that I've in my opinion, that's the only way to run a business. You can't really cut any corners if you want to be in business for the long run, because your customers will see it, then they'll stop doing business with you. So take smaller margins if you need to and dig into it for the long run and just work on the relationship side of things. So hundred percent lots of outsourcing and uh okay. it's because um, we have people that count we have one guy that's been doing we' working for us for ten years and uh he was able to you know he you know he's his family and uh he doesn't he's the only one working for them, so I feel great about it. its uh you know we have a lot of people that work for us and do well, so
0: awesome, so is it okay if I keep that in
1: absolutely yeah no. okay, okay very <laughs> cool and I
0: remembered the other question the other question I had for you is do you guys ever use your own content on your own websites
1: All right. Uh, oh, like, uh, our t- tools, motivation content on our websites. Yeah. So yeah, for quite a while, uh, my sales manager, Trevor was doing some social media content, just taking the poster and images that we have in our packages and-, and just sharing it out on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, sometimes if I'm doing, if I'm doing webinars or training content and I want to add a little bit of, you know, you know, personal skill stuff, mindset, talk a little bit about, you know, the thinking behind success as an entrepreneur yeah, I'll go right into some of our products. And even if it's a, if it, even if I'm just reading it for inspiration, I'll do it because uh, I, I need that. I, I don't always have the the ideas off the top of my head. I might need to borrow some inspiration from uh, a, a written word, let's say. And so, yeah, I'll go right to our products to do that as well as uh, external sources as well. So we definitely use our own material, uh, not as often as our customers do, because our customers are selling a, you know, like a self-help program whereas we're selling the content so there is a bit of a disconnect in some of it but for branding absolutely
0: that's awesome i i, I think that's just amazing i really do So where can people find you online
1: the easiest spot is just go to tools and uh, if you click around the website right on the home page i'd suggest you join our mailing list so you can get some free samples and see for your own eyes uh, what we've been talking about here today every week we send out some free content so even if you don't like the idea of paying for content Get on the list and try it, try it out for a few weeks. You you might get annoyed. I sent a lot of emails out, but they're pretty good value in my humble opinion. Uh, and you can download and try some of these concepts out. Plus we have some great training as well. So I would just stick to toolsmotivation.com and click around and all the free training, the lists and all that. And, and if you want to learn more, then just dive in from there.
0: Honestly, in my opinion, even if you're just getting it just to read the content, the content's really good. I, I've said that like 4,000 times in this episode, I think, but it's just, it's it's really good. And I enjoy reading it.
1: Yeah. Well, the the preview we have coming out today is called Seven Ways to Attack Fear with Mindfulness. It's like, well, I, that's a good lesson. I, that's yeah, really, a good lesson. Yeah. Everybody needs to, look to to remind themselves how to overcome their fears. Maybe you're going like, maybe if this was my first time ever appearing on a podcast, which I remember back in the day, I was nervous. So, you know, attacking fear with mindfulness would have become handy. Right. So, yeah, there's always great little like, life lessons in all the, the material we share, plus the added bonus of, you can keep it and publish it as your own. So that's a, a nice little second layer of uh, value there.
0: I like that. I think what I'll have to do is I'll dig through some of my archives and like plug in some of y'all's stuff so that people can hear just how awesome it is.
1: Cool. <laughs> thank you. I'd love I'd love if you did that. Thanks.
0: Well, Justin, I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. I think everything you shared is really awesome. And I hope people will take this and, and just kind of open their minds a little bit to possibilities.
1: Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me on. It's been a blast. And uh, let me know when you want me back.
0: I definitely will. Absolutely. To close out this episode, here's an example of what the audio sounds like from the Tools for Motivation PLR Library.
2: Six ways you can develop your creativity. Having a creative mindset can propel you forward in both your career and your personal life. This reason is why it can be so disheartening when you struggle to develop your creativity. Below are six ways you can develop your creativity to be more successful in life. 1. Build your confidence. Often, creativity is stifled when you're afraid or embarrassed to tell others what you're thinking. A huge part of creativity is sharing and further developing your ideas with others. This is why you should work to build your self-confidence if you want to develop your creativity. 2. Have creative time. If your schedule is so full of activities that you don't have time to sit and think or time to create, of course you won't be creative. Help develop your creativity by setting aside time each day to be creative. Three, brainstorm. Brainstorming is a great idea to get your creative juices flowing. You can brainstorm anything from new ideas for your free time, new date ideas, or even how you want your dream home to look. The sky is the limit. Sit down and start filling that paper with ideas. Four, try new things. Nothing gets creative juices flowing quite like trying something new. Is there a class at the gym you've always wanted to take? Go for it. Or maybe you want a vacation somewhere new. That's an idea too. Anything that'll make you step out of your comfort zone is great for your creativity. Five, spend time in nature. Nature is one of the best ways to get inspired and start feeling creative for free. Take some time each week and sit in nature or go for a walk after work each day. You'll be surprised at the ideas you come up with just while being outside. 6. Journal If you want to develop your creativity, you should consider journaling regularly. Keeping a journal helps your thoughts to flow and helps you overcome problems and think more creatively. Try to journal for 5-10 to 10 minutes each day. Wherever you may be in life with your creative journey, there's bound to be something on this list that sparks your creativity. You don't have to use all these things to help your creativity develop, but if you manage to incorporate them all into your life, you may just be surprised at how easy being creative is. So don't hesitate and start developing your creativity today.
0: Well, my bloggy friends, I hope you enjoyed all the insights our guests had to share with you. To get the show notes for this and all episodes, go over to FamousAshleyGrant.com backslash podcast. And until next time, may your page fees be high and your bounce rate be low.